it's a long ride for you to come all the way here. But imagine that it's an offering for Jesus. Everything you do, you know, in word or deed, do it as unto the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. It's an offering you're giving to Jesus from your strength. Driving all the way, transporting yourself. Praise God. People have come from nations to this place. Amen. We're doing it because of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, you know, our vision is right up there. It's always been like this. Building strong local churches. Filled with the Word and the Spirit. Notice that. Filled with the Word and the Spirit. Touching the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Our partnership, you know, with the previous uh, pastor was due to that last part. Touching the world. Amen. I was, you know, touched by the fact that multitudes... Are unreached multitudes are not affected multitudes are perishing you know and we were in this city for some time we were only able to affect a certain type of people amen the multitudes of India 70% of India is in some village I'm telling you 70% of India is out there in some village and uh, you know I, I was always trying to support a missionary or a, a gospel worker so we were supporting Benny Hinn and all those kind of things, God TV and all that stuff. I did not know any evangelist that, you know, was going out there. So when I met, you know, him and saw the work that was going on, I was blessed. And so we began to prayerfully be meeting and over a period of a year, we joined. And that's how we started. Amen. Hallelujah. But then after about four years, prayerfully, we have moved out. Grace Chapel, uh, it could not be closed because of the way government is. You know, our previous church registration and all the stuff with tax and all could not be closed. So we just reopened it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's as though it was waiting there for us. Praise God. Hallelujah. So here we are. Praise God. And so we're going to just be moving on, believing God that you will affect other lives. You know, we will get involved with evangelism because we've learned some good things, haven't yes. we? Yes. Some things we have learned are good. Yes. Let's try and forget the negative things. We'll do our best. Amen? Amen. Let's, let's major on the positive things that we have learned and let's reach out, affect this nation, build up lives, get people saved, get ready for Jesus to come. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that that is what we will do. For the study we've been doing on Wednesdays, it, it strengthened me and I, I, I'm alright. Hallelujah. I'm pretty much alright, but sometimes I hear something, it tries to enter. So I love that song. When the cares of this life, its worries and strife, try to enter. You know, hallelujah. What, what will you do? Will you worry and sin or will you let the peace usher in? Hallelujah. We will let the peace of God. Because of our own lives. Because you need to be a vessel that God can use. Hallelujah. Don't let your own peace be lost. That's, that's what Jesus gave you. It's supposed to keep you. That peace is like a, you know, a mounted guard all around you. Don't let that peace go away. Keep that peace. We have to keep it. Amen. Hallelujah. So we will talk, you know, share the scriptures. Because honestly, man... Man has problems. After Adam's fall, man has serious problems. You know? So, be careful. Man has problems. Last week I, I talked about how it says in Jeremiah 17, Cursed is the man that trusts in man. 
cursed is the man that trusts in man and puts you know his faith and his trust in flesh he will be like a a small heap a shrub in the desert he will not see good when it comes good will come but you won't see it good will be coming but you won't see it but blessed is the man that trusts in the lord hallelujah he shall be like a tree planted by the waters hallelujah he will not be careful in the time of drought you will not be bothered what is happening in the world you will be flourishing you will be doing well hallelujah so take that home with you the lord has warned us not to trust in the arm of flesh or in man man has problems as long as we stay in the word and the spirit we are fine hallelujah so let's try and stay there let's try and stay there amen um, glory to god so if you like to you know think about that for some time it's a precious precious scripture precious scripture even a mother may forsake her suckling child but they who trust god the lord said i will never leave you i will never forsake you even your own mother can leave you it happens it happens the fall has done it something has happened to man but thank god for redemption in christ jesus he said i will never leave you i will never forsake you and that's why we are here today because he has not left us he has not forsaken us we are still here we're still breathing we're still believing we're still enjoying his mercy so we're here again hallelujah we're celebrating the goodness of god amen that's why we're here today hallelujah amen so um with these kind of little thoughts i want us to proceed to something i believe the lord has given us for today god help us all please be in expectation because expectation is the breeding ground for miracles always expect something from heaven expect the touch of god expect the mercy of god expect god to come in and affect you don't be allergic to the word supernatural amen amen accept the word supernatural the truth about it is everything about the born again new creation person that is you is supernatural hallelujah but what people want is spectacular that's what we're looking for because they are not satisfied with the supernatural that they are already i mean god is living inside us how how supernatural is that God himself is living in us. What will happen if you understand that God is living inside you? People who come near you should be affected just by coming near you. Because God is oozing through us. Hallelujah. Through our our pores, through our handkerchiefs and through our touch. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But what people want is the spectacular and that also can happen. But you know if you're going to be living only on spectacular things then you're going against the scripture because the scripture speaks clearly more than four times that the just the believer the righteous man lives by faith hallelujah by faith not by spectacular Amen. hallelujah so i thank god for the spectacular i believe god for the spectacular people who need the spectacular less have it hallelujah but that's not why we you know going to be living we're going to be living because we believe what god said that god cannot lie that god is a god of integrity 
and a God of holiness and a God of purity. How many of you know that? Even unbelievers know that. You know, even if, you know, their God is this and that and the other, they still believe He's the holy God. Well, praise God, how much more us? So, let's go off to the book of Peter. You know, people like to talk about the apostolic, the apostolic, the apostolic. So concerned with apostolic, apostolic, apostolic. Well, I believe Peter was an apostle. I mean, if there was anybody that's an apostle, Peter was the apostle, right? What does Peter talk about? Let's go to his second epistle or letter. Second Peter. Hallelujah. How many of you think that you may need, uh, you know, at least verses in Canada along with it? How many of you think that would be good? Yes, we, we will just go, you know, to Brother Manoj and ask him to, you know, share in Canada those verses also. But notice it says in verse 1, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's hear that in, uh, in Canada also, Second Peter 1. Hallelujah. So notice he's, please come. Notice that he's talking to those who have received like precious faith. In other words, we have all received something called precious faith. All of us have got it. Have you got it? God thinks it's precious. Amen. And so this is written to all of us who have received this thing called precious faith. All of us have that. Amen. And then he talks about grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse 3 says, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. And then he talks about whereby are given unto us exceeding great precious promises by that, by, that by these you might escape the corruption that's in the world through lust and so on and so forth. Partake of divine nature. All those wonderful things. But I want you to jump down to the 11th verse. Notice there. Verse 11. It says, For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Shall we hear that in Canada also? Amen. Hallelujah. You see the target of all those things. All the like precious faith and every other thing that was written there was to prepare us for an abundant entrance into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't forget the target. Don't forget what it's all about. We are heading for heaven. Yes. Hallelujah. And you can have an abundant entrance or a not so abundant entrance based on those things that were written. Hallelujah. So we're going to study those things for a minute. But notice, it's about, please come in, have a seat. It's about abundant entrance into the kingdom. Amen. Abundant entrance is what we're concerned about. There is a real entrance. There's a real gate 
there's a real entry into heaven that Peter is talking about, the great apostle is talking about. There is an entry that you're going to, you know, have. You're going to pass through some gates. You're going to go into a kingdom that is forever and ever, that this earth cannot be compared to. It's a fallen world, destroyed, you know, messed up world. But I'm telling you, there's a perfect kingdom that endures forever. And that is where we are targeting our sights at. Because there's going to be an entry into that kingdom. The streets are gold. Everything there that you have believed and stood and fought for will be carried with you as your own demonstrations of valor, your medallions, your crowns, etc., etc. Jesus will honor you there. Jesus will make sure you carry that with you forever. Hallelujah. Imagine for, forever, for eternity, forever and ever. I, mean, I get scared about that word, forever and ever. I thought forever was enough, but there's and ever also. Hallelujah. What? Forever is more than enough, but why and ever? It just goes on and on. There are light years ahead. There are, you know, worlds that are still ahead of us. This is just a small little sliver of time. This is just a little sliver. It's going to be over, and I believe we're at the very end of it all. It's going to be over just like that. You know, suddenly I feel, you know, I feel that it was just recently I was a little kid running around in, you know, in Africa, running around in the town called Bo, B-O. Have you ever heard of a town called Bo, Bo Town? I was in Bo Town running around with, you know, friends like Bush Cow and, you know, guys like that, you know, pushing little rubber tires with them, playing with them, amen, blowing snot, climbing up trees, <laughs> climbing up trees, you know, taking guavas, you know, running and playing and jumping and somersaulting and here I am, you know, it looks like it was recently, here I am with gray hair standing in India, hallelujah time just goes like that, suddenly, you know you find yourself, if I were to ask you know, anyone that is a little more senior, how long do you think it's been it feels as if it was just recently hallelujah, it's just when you look on the outside, you see some changes, otherwise the man inside is like hey, it was just recently Hallelujah. That's how suddenly, suddenly, everything will be over. Praise God. Everything will be over and you will be facing the entrance into the everlasting kingdom. Don't worry about the children. We have told them, don't worry about them. Play, let them play. You try and listen. You try and... Don't worry. Amen. So, I want you to remember what this great apostle said. I want to remember what this great apostle said with his apostolic ministry to those who have like precious faith. If you have received faith from God, if you have believed in Jesus, then this is your target. Then one of these days, you have to face that entrance and you are going into an eternal kingdom and it will be over just like that. Amen? And then you face forever and ever the consequence or the result of the life lived down here. Forever. You, will, you are not going to hell. I believe none of you is going to hell. But you will be carrying with you the works and the deeds which you did in this body. They will be evident. Amen? Whether you did the right thing, whether you didn't do the right thing, Hallelujah. It will be there. Like I said last week, you know, God decided to publish openly about Jonah 
how he rebelled, how the prophet was not happy, you know, with the mercy of God, how he decided that God is too good, God must be mean, God must be tough, God must judge those people. Why should God forgive Nineveh? God should punish Nineveh. And God said, I have 120,000 people in that land and much cackle. Even their cattle in the fourth chapter of Jonah, even their cows are there plenty. God thinks about the, the stuff, the dogs, the cows, everything. And he said, I pity those people. I want you to go and warn them. And they repented. The king and everybody repented. All the animals were on a fast. Everybody fasted. And God showed mercy. And Jonah was not happy with that. God decided to publish Jonah's story for everybody. Do you think God is going to publish all our stories one day? I got a feeling. I got a feeling that he's going to publish it all one day. I got a feeling. So be careful. Think like that. There's a publication in front of the universe about your own life and my life. So let's handle it a little carefully. Some don't, don't have that in their mind, I think. Some have not come to terms with that apostolic thing. You think about many other apostolic things, but this is a very powerful apostolic thing. So let's be careful. And if you want more proof, you can check Hebrews 11. As you read there, you will find out at one verse, I think it's around verse 35 or 36, he said, time is not enough to talk about Samson and Jephthah and you know all these people including you I think your name is there he said we don't have time for it so God just tore one page and said read it Hebrews 11 you want to see a part of what it's going to be he's going to talk about things and if you can walk by faith you will have records only about faithful things why don't we forget the trash why don't we walk carefully around these things and do the right thing and appear in heaven forever with a glowing, glowing tribute, with a wonderful testimony. Because God forgives and forgets, right? I thank God for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not condoning anything. You will see as we speak. I'm not condoning anything. I'm just saying, let's be conscious of the heavenly entrance. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright. Back up now. Let's go step by step. Let's go back up to 2 Peter chapter 1. And notice there. Verse 4 says. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. That by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. Amen. Let's hear that in Canada also. It looks like God does not have enough words to, to use in these things. You know, you can say great... But when you say exceeding great and then you throw in precious, everything together is like, God, I don't know how to say it. God is saying these things are too much. Exceeding great and precious promises. We don't talk like that. Only God can talk like that because he knows the value of these things. We are just trying to understand the value. In God's eyes, they're exceeding 
great and precious. Hallelujah. He said they are too much and they are so valuable. You don't find it around. You don't just find it everywhere. He said, I have given you exceeding great and precious promises. So our mind has to try and deal with that. It's beyond your mind. That by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. In other words, he says, these promises will make you walk like God on the earth. Like Jesus on the earth. That's the target, to walk like Jesus on the earth. We're not competing with any man. We are actually competing with Jesus. We want to be like him. If you can heal, I want to heal. If you can have miracles, I want miracles. If you can teach, I want to teach. And Jesus said, go, do my works and greater works. If you're a believer, do my works. If you're a believer, go and do even more. He said, you can do it. I empower you. I authorize you. I give you the authority. Go and do it. So I'm glad, Brother Manoj, you know, on his side of town, Batarayana Dodi, you know, that part. Those guys are very excited. They want to be a part of the possible, from today onwards, Sunday evening meetings, that side of town. About 20 people. Hallelujah. They said, we want to be with you. So he's just going full scale there, and we will just be praying with him, you know, and we'll visit there. So, my brethren. Get into these things. Get into being productive and fruitful and just finding out how you can bless this land, how you can bless India, how you can be Jesus in this land. Don't flag, don't reverse, go forward. Hallelujah. Forward! Forward! Homeward! Forever! Forward! Our heart is clear. We have one target. Be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. In this nation, they want to see Jesus. They want to see this Jesus. Like the Greeks, we would see Jesus. We want to see this Jesus. Remember that? The Greeks. We would see Jesus. We want to see this Jesus. They are looking up and down. Jesus didn't come here. What are you talking about, Jesus? Then you show them, see, this is Jesus. In his name, I'm doing these things. In him, I live and move and have my being. Hallelujah. Through the exceeding great and precious promises, which is supernatural. It's just beyond natural. Hallelujah. But how do you make it happen? You see, it goes on. He says, and besides this, that means taking your promises, giving all diligence, some hard work. People don't want the Kelsa. People want to stand there and pop, pop, pop. Things fall like chakra on their head. Right jackfruit. Just, they just be walking. Papa, it fell. It has happened for us. This place opened. Somebody is trying to say, you can build here. It's happening. It happens. Sometimes it happens. Like I said the other day, you know, a stranger almost. I prayed with him, you know, in Joss, somewhere around the garden. A young guy, very young fellow. He received Jesus and the Holy Ghost and he was so happy. That was it. I never saw him again. Guess what happened? Years later, he came to Koramangla. He was working in some bank. And he gave us a couple of laughs. He said, I cannot forget you. I've always thought about how I would bless you. You know. You know the story. My wife was there. Who else knows this story? You know the story. You know. Okay. Praise God. You want to know his name? His name is Onche Ubabe. In case you want to know the name. 
That's a Nigerian name. Hallelujah. He found out on the net and called my number and showed up in Bangalore. And he gave me a couple of laughs. You see, God knows your address. Amen. God knows how to reach you. He knows how to find you. Hallelujah. It's spectacular. It is spectacular. Sometimes spectacular things happen. Hallelujah. Thank God for the spectacular things. But that's not how we live. We live based on exceeding great and precious promises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Kelsa. You take the promises and you work with it. You work with it. You work with it. You believe it. You speak it. You pray it. You thank God for it. You write it. You hear it. You make it a part of you. You make it enter into you like food goes into the digestion and then assimilated into your body. That work is involved. Once you can do that work, things start to happen. You know, adding to your faith virtue, your faith in the promises, excellence. You must be a person who is looking for excellence. I want excellence. How many of you want excellence? You remember your teacher back in, let's go back to class one, class two. You know, we were in class one up to ten, and then from one till five, you know, things like that. Class one to seven, sorry. Class one to seven, and then from one to five, form five was 10th standard. And then you had something called A-levels, which was like PUC. And then you went to university and did degrees. Amen? And those days, if your teacher, back in the, you know, one, one, two, three, four, seven class like that, if they wrote something like excellent in your book, how would you feel? Ah, you just floated around for the rest of the day. Amen? Or if it was very good, it was not bad even. If they said good, you know, it was still not bad. If they say fail, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying here? Yeah. So we are still striving for excellence. Amen. School is not yet over. School is not yet over. Don't, don't ever fool yourself. Keep in yourself. In school, in Holy Ghost school, we are in Jesus' school, we are in God's school. He's, he's doing His work. We are supposed to be working at these things. Hallelujah. Take the promises with work thrown into it. Aim for excellence. Put every excellent thing into it. Make sure everything is packed up. Try to make sure you are excellent, like your, your work is excellent. The way you're doing things is excellent. Throw it in. When people see this, they say, man, that guy is the packer guy, man. He's the real deal. Amen. He's the real deal. Everything about him is the real deal. That's the real deal. He's the real deal. You need to be able to move into that real deal place. This is the real deal. People must testify. Man, that guy's the real deal. That girl's the real deal. That family is the real deal. Are you getting this? That's our target. Notice that. And to virtue, knowledge. Gain all the knowledge you can gain. Natural knowledge, spiritual knowledge, all that you can gain. Gain. There's no problem with knowledge. It's a bonus. Every kind of knowledge is a bonus. But make sure you get the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Get the knowledge of God. Notice that. And to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, a list like that continues. Knowledge temperance. What is temperance? Self-control. Self-control. It's called engratia. 
inside control, automatically controlled from inside. Inside control. Most of you know my testimony. I came from, you know, drug addiction, weird life, is a brief spell in jail, you know, and I can blame my circumstances, my family, and whatever happened. God, you know, why did you let me, this and that. But God is the only wise God. He put me in Indian skin. He made sure I was five, eight and a half. You know, he made sure I had this kind of hair, etc., etc. Come from some village called Tiruvala. But meanwhile, I was born in Ethiopia in a town called Debra Marcos. We lived there for six months and then moved to Sierra Leone. And then I was there till I was 12. By the time I was in Form 2, we moved to Nigeria. That was 1977. And then from 77 till 93, I was in Nigeria growing up. And I got saved in Nigeria. The only wise God knew all that. What is important is He knows. He knows the nose you have, the hair you have, the kind of one ear different from the other, everything. Amen. And he decided that in my wisdom, in his wisdom, that's the way it should be. He cares about that family. He cares about that background. He cares about that tribe. He cares about that community. That is the wisdom of God. That is the knowledge of God. That is the way he is. Accept it. Don't fight against it. Receive it. And then try to develop the best out of it all. And to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience. So I had to learn to develop self-control. Cigarettes, ganja, crazy life. I was so angry. You just press me, I would throw up on you. I mean, just give you the words. What I mean by throw up is just get all over you. And you know, Jesus helped me to come out of all that. And the study on wisdom has helped even more. So that in the midst of all the troubles that we went through recently, I was just sitting there saying, uh, I see. Uh, before I would have flipped and done some stuff and slapped some people and torn some things down. But things have changed. I'm glad they've changed because I'm past 50 right now. You can't be like that again. You'll be back in jail. I'm not going back to jail. No. Hallelujah. Are you understand what I'm saying? So self-control has to be developed. Temperance, patience, they go together. Over a period of time, you need an experience of self-control. You need time where it is proven that you are controlled from inside, not from outside. Who's the best person to know about it? Most likely your wife. She can tell. My husband has changed. My children have changed. Some things have happened to these people. God has done something. They will fall in love with you all over again and say, I'm so glad I married this guy. In the beginning, I was thinking, God, what is this? Maybe they were crying to God every day. You see, so temperance and patience, they flow like that. Over a period of time, some people want now. Immediately. I don't have patience, man. I don't have time to wait for all that stuff. Are you're missing it. If you don't have time to wait for all that stuff, you are missing a big portion of the divine nature life on the earth. You are missing it. You have to be patient. Temperance, patience. Let's read up to them in Canada, brother. Thank you. I don't know, I don't care. 
Amen. Isn't it wonderful? Wonderful. Wonderful. Then comes something called godliness. Godliness. What does that mean? You know, being like God. Being like God. Being like Him. Is your neighbor like God? Is your friend like God? When you meet your friend, do you feel that you met God? That's what people should say. Man, this guy is like God. I remember one, one guy from another faith in Johnson Market. I used to go there and eat a 10 rupee lunch. I think it became 15 rupees. It was pretty good. It was very oily, super oily. And uh, they would give you a, a drink also, possibly <laughs> some milk with almond shavings, amen, and some watermelon also. And, you know, it would be two chapatis or so and some dal, dallas, you know. We, we, be, we believe in dallas, you know, dal, dal, yeah. So that was like 10 rupees or 15 rupees. Came to Bangalore, that's about 1993. And then my wife also joined me there and I showed her, you know, we ate it, it was super oily, you know. But then one day this guy, his name was, uh, let me tell you his name, his name was Arif. One day Arif was talking to his friends and I came there and he said, this guy is a saint, he used, this guy is a saint man. He's a saint man. I was shocked, I was like, people are watching. People are checking you out while you are eating the chapati there with all the oil and drinking that stuff. They're checking you out, man. So people have to meet you and say, I met God. This guy is a saint. This guy is a saint, man. You know, we are not posthumous saints. We are present tense saints to the saints in Bangalore who have obtained like precious faith. You are a saint. Hallelujah. Oh, when the saints, oh, when the saints, oh, when the saints go marching in, I want to be among the number. Oh, when the saints go marching in. You know, the saints are going. We're going to march in there. I want to be in the number. Hallelujah. I believe we'll all be in the number. Hallelujah. Because we are the saints. Hallelujah. But it has to be produced. You have to add it and add it and add it. You're constantly adding, constantly building, constantly moving forward. You have to be better than you were last year. Yes. You have to be better than you were five years ago. You have to be better. We have to progress. We have to add. We have to keep going. We have to. Because there is an entrance coming. You're going to pass through those gates. And you will carry forever what you have done on you as medallions. As glory, you will be walking around. Amen. There is work, my brother. There is work, my sister. It takes time. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes all diligence. It takes some. It takes time. You cannot just say, this thing will happen now, blah, blah, blah. Hey, my brother, my sister, you're reading some other Bible. Hallelujah. We have to add these things. To brotherly kindness, notice, after godliness comes somebody called brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness. I must be kind to my brother. I must be what? Kind to my brother. Kind to my brother. Who's my brother? Who's your brother? Who's your brother? You know, who's your brother? Those in the household of faith. 
those who have believed with like precious faith. They are the ones. You have to be kind to them as long as they are re receiving from you. If they're not receiving, well, pray for them and leave them alone. You understand? I could not force anybody to come and join us. I could not force anybody to come here either. But out of brotherly kindness, this has happened. These things have happened. Please, forgive me. I probably led you into those places. Because of you, you're exposed. Because of me, you're exposed to these things. But it's brotherly kindness. It's brotherly kindness to let you know. Hallelujah. It's brotherly kindness to say, I made a mistake. It's brotherly kindness to say, I messed up. You know, I messed up. Forgive me. I messed up. Because he's your brother. Because he's your brother. I messed up. Brotherly kindness. It has to be developed. You have to be kind to your brother. Do you want to kill your brother? That's Cain and Abel. We're, we're delivered from that. We are now new creatures. Amen. You want to live, make your brother live. You want him to live. You want him to, to get along. You want him to fulfill the call. You want him to finish the purpose. Right? Amen. Don't you? Yes. Hallelujah. So are you going to shoot me? You say, well, pastor, since you said I'm sorry, I led you through all this. Okay, I'll let you go. It's all right. You man out. Now man. You be passing now. Like in, in, in the place where I grew up in Africa, they say, you know the shit. What does that mean? Don't you poop? Everybody poops. That's a big cover-up for everybody. Hallelujah. We all have our problems. Amen. And because of brotherly kindness, I'm saying, forgive me if I led you through, you know, the valley of the shadow of death. The valley of Baca. We tried to make a pool there even. In that valley of Baca. We tried to make it a spring that we Hallelujah. can drink from. Hallelujah. It was tough though. Anytime the spring starts, it gets shot down again. But hallelujah. It's time to spring up. Hallelujah. It's time to rise up. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't forget. Brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness. And then the pinnacle is the love of God. Charity, King James says. That's the highest level. That's God's own personality, nature. That's what controls heaven. That's what rules. Love. Amen. Amen. The love of God. You know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.14, the love of God constrains us. Shall we hear that in Canada? Oh, that's the word, isn't it? What time? Amazing. So if I were to ask a Canada guy, what is what time? What will he say? Force. Eh? Force. Aha. Force. That's a good one. The force. You see? Let the force be with you. The force be with you. What force? The love of God must force you to do things. Amen? Not natural stuff. Let the love of God, you know, jump from here to here. The love of God is in your heart. One time I shared about how I was not really into bikes when I came to India because back in Nigeria, it was a different story. They said a machine. Ah, which kind of machine be that? We were driving cars. 
you know, he was in the quarters in his university. He had a Ford Cortina. I mean, that's in college. You know, I was driving a, a VW Beetle. You know, well, praise God. You know, not bad. I was driving by 12. So riding a bike was like, Urukorva. Uh, you know, you're dropping down. So we didn't ride all those things. But I came to India, and guess what? I had to learn. So I learned to ride, and I fell down. <laughs> I fell down in front of one house. And those people became my church members. In Johnson Market, they started coming to church. Praise God. Hallelujah. And they were with us for many years. In fact, the lady passed on. She's with, with the Lord. I believe she's in the glory realm. Hallelujah. So I learned, and then one day, one guy from Ivory Coast, Jean Thomas, you know, Jean Thomas means John Thomas. Jean Thomas came up to me and said, you need to try this, brother. Try, try. I said, why should I try? He said, this is 250. 250 is good, brother, try it. I said, really? It was a yes deal. He had a yes deal back in the day, you know. And so um, he cranked it up and gave it to me. I twisted the throttle. And I felt a small push down here. I said, hey, not bad. Yeah. 250 cc's, you know. Yes. Those cc's began to work there. Yeah. And I said, this is not bad, you know. Then one day, another friend of mine, a preacher, he came in with a bullet, 350. And he said, brother, try this. I, cr- I just, I, it was another level again. I said, hey. Then one day, another one, 550. Oh, I tried that one. This road that you see there called the uh, Ring Road was not there. They were just starting it. And I got on that road and I flew. I flew so fast. I thought I was going to fly away. I got scared. I got scared. But I enjoyed those 550 cc's. What am I saying? Romans 5.5 5 says, you have some engine inside you. It's called the love of God. It's inside. So what I used to do was, sometimes these guys on the road, they try to compete with you. You know, and those days, the only guys were RX-100, you know, some Max, Suzuki Max, maybe a Pulsar. You know, and we'll be at the traffic light. Eventually, I got a 550, you know. We were at the traffic light there, and then they would start, vroom, vroom, they'd be looking at me, vroom, vroom, vroom. I just smile, you know, helmet, everything, vroom, vroom. Next thing you know, I will leave them. They will be standing there. And I would do this, I would say, it's about CCs, it is CCs. How many CCs? What is your engine power? That's what I'm talking about. Inside you, there is an engine. It is the power of God. It's the love of God itself. It's the same nature as God himself. The love of God is on the inside of it. That is your engine. That is what is making you tick. God loved you and put it inside you. In John 17, Jesus prays some prayers. You should read John 17 when you're free. Just be reading it up and down. You will see how Jesus used to pray to his father. He would say, oh righteous father. Oh righteous father. Oh righteous father. I pray that the love that you put in me will be inside them also. He prayed it and the father put it inside you. What, what do you think Jesus should pray? This was what he prayed. The same love. The same love that is in me. That you gave to me. 
Put it inside them also. And it has been put inside already. Amen. Guess what is in your spirit? Amen. Guess what? You have to just leave your head sometimes and go into your spirit and unlock the five, five CCs inside there. Amen. The Roman 5.5 five has to come out. You know, if you read Ephesians chapter 3, there's a prayer there from verse 14. Amen. Shall we just uh, read something? That it says, I bow my knees. I bow my knees before the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Woo! Notice, church is a family. Some people, you know, don't understand that. It's a family. It's a family. It's a family. Your marriage affects all of us. Your children's lives affect all of us. Whatever is happening to you is affecting us all. The family started in heaven. It continues on the earth. There's a family going on. Amen. Hallelujah. Bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named or has received this title. Amen. Named. That he would grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his power in the inner man. Strength must come from the Spirit of God. Mighty power should come from the Spirit of God, he's saying, to your inner man. Inside, not outer, inner man. He's praying, strengthen, strengthen your people. Strengthen the family of God with mighty power in the inner man. For what? That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. Christ is already in your heart. He's already in your spirit, actually. He's in your spirit. Here, the word heart is cardia, which is different from pneuma. Pneuma is spirit. Cardia means the hidden man and the thoughts. So Christ has to dwell in the thoughts. You need strength for that. I need strength for that. If you have received the strength, then Christ must dwell in the thoughts. Are you seeing that? That you being rooted and grounded in love. Rooted, grounded in love. That is everything. Your foundation, your rooting. That's from where everything is coming up now. Rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. People use this verse for all kinds of things. But actually, the context is not that. The context is, if you ask God to give you a revelation of love, he will give you more than you can ask. Context is important. Don't take it out. Of course, he can give you more than enough in every area. Yes. But specifically it was, my God, I want to get a revelation of your love. I want to understand the functioning of your love. He'll say, I will do more than you can ask. How much do you want? I can give you more. How much more do you want? I can give you more. I don't know about you, but I want more. I want more because the more you walk in it, the more you're like him. Are you out there? 
more, 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 exceeding abundantly above all you can ask for or even think. So you have to imagine walking in love. You have to imagine taking shots. Jesus said in 1 Peter 2, verse 19, through the lips of Peter, that if you are being tortured, you are suffering wrongfully because of your conscience, he said, take it patiently because this is thankworthy. This is thankworthy. This is acceptable. King James says, this is thankworthy, I believe. Is there such a verse? This is thankworthy. What does that mean? Jesus will come and say, thank you, bro. Thank you. You suffered for doing the right thing. Thank you. Can you imagine? You enter the gates of heaven and Jesus standing with, thank you, Michael. Jesus thanking me. We will fall down, isn't it? We will all fall and say, don't thank me. You are the one who gave me the revelation. You gave me the understanding. You gave me the strength to bear it. And now you're saying thank you. He said, I like to do it. I like to decorate my people. I like to make a big deal about my people. Because you are my family. You are my brothers and sisters. This is thankworthy. This is thankworthy. This is thankworthy. Jesus will thank you. You endure the grief, the suffering. They are lying about you. They are cheating. They are conning you. They are royally conning you. They are stripping you. They are reducing you. They are bringing you to naught. But you just say, Hallelujah. It's because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus. Otherwise, I would have shown you something. I will show you Pepe. Who born you? You know, stuff like that. But we can't do that now. We know feet now. How are we going to do that now? I'm born again, oh. The love of God constrains me, oh. It forces me, oh. I can't do that again, oh. Otherwise, not jail, oh. Back to jail. I'm not going there. I'm going forward. How many of us are going forward? I'm going forward. I'm going to. Brother Anu said, we don't have that kind of character. You know, that bottom kind of nature, we don't have it. We have the love of God. We need to pray that people come out of that junk. Hallelujah. 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 We need to pray. People, we have to move forward. And whoever you can bless and help them to, to rise up, let's do it. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 So we read 2 Peter 1, I think it was verse 7 or 8, somewhere there. To godliness, yes. For if these things be in you, if these things be in you and abound and just overflow, what will happen? They make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of God. You cannot be barren in the work of God. You cannot be unfruitful in the work of God. If these things are inside you, you look like an idiot, you look like a fool, but guess what? God says, this guy has to multiply. This guy has to be fruitful. These people cannot be barren in the knowledge of God. It cannot happen. Amen? You will be more like Jesus. You'll be more like Jesus. And people can read your life. Yes. You say, ah, oh, this one is different. Yes. 
That one is different. This one is different. Are you out there today? Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. Can you see that difference? See, let's hear that in Canada. Thanks, brother. Verse 8. Oh, Nishpala. Nishpala means no fruit. We're going to have fruit. Amen. We have to have fruit. Fruit is coming to us. Hallelujah. Because you're doing work to add to this, to add to this, to add to this. And finally on top, the icing of everything, which is actually the ground and foundation, the love of God. And the love of God, if you study it a little bit, it says, love takes no account of wrong suffering. But you see, praise God, I don't have to deal with myself alone. I'm responsible for people. And wrong has been done. And now we have to work and, and come out of this stuff. Are you out there? I may be able to just snap out of it because, you know, I've spent time or whatever. But there's damage that's been done. Hurt has been done. Pain has been inflicted. Trouble has come to the soul. People are frustrated. People want to quit. Amen. So we have to focus out of the flesh again. Back to the spirit. Back to the word. Amen. Hallelujah. We looked at man and this is what happened. Anytime we try to teach something that focuses on the, no, it's me. I carry something. It's true. I carry something that you need. Yes. We receive it in Jesus' name. But that does not mean that you don't have problems. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Yes, yes, you carry something. Yes. What I have, I give to you. Yes, we receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't want to take off in these things, man. I can't. Let's keep it in the love. Let's keep it in the spirit. You understand what I'm talking about here? If I unleash all oh, my brother, my sister. No need for all that. I'm past 50. You guys, maybe some of you are past 50. But after 50, you want to do something right, isn't it? <laughs> I want to do it right. Especially when you understand some things from heaven. God is saying, now you're accountable. You have to do it, man. You have to walk in this. You know, right? Be like me. He didn't open his mouth. The princes of this world were confused. They said, what? We thought he was going to just blow, come down from the cross and just deal with everybody. For them it was foolishness, but that is how he won the whole game. That's what wins the game. That's what wins the game. That's what wins the game. That's what dethrones every other power. When you be like a fool, like your master, the hero, everybody else is zero. He's the hero, right? You follow his example, guess what is going to happen? Heaven will show up. Holy Ghost will show up. Hallelujah! I am convinced. I am convinced that the foolishness that Jesus showed was the wisdom of God. He dethroned every other thing, canceled them. 
He rose higher than the highest heavens. He sat on the throne. And when he sat, he took you and made you sit there also. And he said, sit, it is done. It is settled forever. So, now is my chance to play the same deal like he played. They are jumping on you, cutting you, saying this and that. Babu. One and Babu. Mm, Babu is, you know, Hausa. Babu, I have nothing to say. Amen. The victory comes when we act like him. In the midst of all the nonsense in this world, let's just act like him. I'm learning. I have not arrived, but we're moving in that direction. Hallelujah. 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 One Jesus. Just one. See what happened. One man who was just like God. See what? The world could not handle it. They just fell. They flopped. And then one, two, three, four. What's going to happen? When a whole bunch of Jesuses are unleashed on the earth. I'm telling you, the light will just conquer and the darkness will flee seven ways. And I believe in Jesus' name that just like Korea was turned around by this light, so will this nation be turned around. And no devil in hell is going to stop it in the name of Jesus. Man, Korea was a gone place. Reduced to rubble by the war. They were nothing. But believers started to rise up. Believers. And now, <laughs> the, the place is like, it's something else, man. I, I want to go there and just walk on those streets and say, this is what believers did in a nation. Hallelujah. India can be like that. Yeah. Our responsibility is to be like that. And we are going to be like that. Hallelujah. 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 Now, I'm not through. I hope you're, you're, you're not, you don't mind. This thing is wrong. Is it right? Thank you. I, I just want to make sure. It's, it's correct. Not bad. Do you know our service is from 8 to 10, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. You still have 10.30. We have communion. Yes, we have offering. We have all that. So I can take at least 15 minutes, right? Hallelujah. Just give me 15 minutes. Try to give me 15 minutes. That's all I need. Now, we read 2 Peter 1. Guess what happened after that? Chapter 2 came. And you know something? I like the way the Holy Ghost moves. In chapter 1, it was all these kind of things. The heavy stuff he saved for later chapters. So let's go to the heavy stuff. Let's go to chapter 2. And by the mercy of God, we will read the whole chapter. Hallelujah. Because you need to see some stuff. Yes. 2 Peter chapter 2. But there were false prophets also. But there were false prophets also. Among the people. Even as there shall be false teachers among you. Who privately shall bring in damnable heresies. The, the ultimate is denying the Lord. I believe we will not see that happening. That brought them and bring themselves upon, on themselves swift destruction. Many shall follow their pernicious ways. 
by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Who said all this? The apostle. They can be. We are living in those kind of times. And through covetousness, they shall with feigned words make merchandise of you. They will sell you for rice and beans. They will sell you for dal. Whose judgment now of a long time lingereth, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemn them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those who should live ungodly, delivered the just lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despite, despise government, presumptuous, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities, whereas angels which are greater in authority and might bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord, but these, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> with a heavy heart I'm reading because this can be anybody but these as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed speak evil of the things that they understand not and shall utterly perish in their own corruption and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that counted pleasure to riot in the daytime Spots they are, blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you. Having eyes full of adultery, they cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls. And heart have they exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bozor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity, the dumb ass speaking with the man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with the tempest, to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. For they, when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness. Those that were clean escape from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same he is brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse than the beginning, with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them 
not to have known the way of righteousness, then after they have known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto him. But it is happened unto them, according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that is washed to her wallowing in the mire. What a statement. Let's hear the whole thing in Canada, brother. Thank you for breadth and strength. ಸೋತು ಹೋಗಿ 
a lot plenty by now you can see all this stuff is danger I think people need help right but I want you to notice the main thing it says beguiling unstable souls did you notice that beguiling unstable souls that that if your soul is not stable you will be cheated did you notice that so all you need is a stable soul and you can handle all that. You can go through it all. Are you seeing that? Amen. You need one more verse because I will not just give you one verse. I will give you two at least. Let's read this as we close. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 is a wonderful chapter. It talks about how when Jesus rose up, he gave gifts unto men. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor and teacher for the edifying of the body till we all come into maturity. Isn't it? The fullness of Christ. Now look at verse 14. That we be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lay in wait to deceive. Let's hear that in Kannada. Did you see that? We cannot be fooled. We cannot be cheated. We should not be. That's why apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor and teacher are given. To build people so that they are not cheated. By cunning, crafty stuff that comes from the pulpit. Are you getting that? So that is the target of the church. Build people up so their soul is stable, they cannot be cheated. Amen. Wherever you go and sit, you know. Or you know the difference. That is all my job is to let you know that. If I can get you to do that, a lot of my job is over. The next step is if you can teach others, oh, my job is even better. The next is if you can now affect a whole community like that, oh, I've done something. If you can affect a whole nation, oh, we have done something. But people behind pulpits with cunning craftiness. See the word used there? Cunning craftiness. One version says, jockeying with scriptures. Like a DJ. Throw this one, throw that one, throw this one. Which kind jockey be this now? He don't do me, oh. Ah, Enough, man. Come on. Let's focus on some realities here. So, I rest my case. It's a part of a defense because I need to defend some things, some actions. But it's also a you know, a, a spiritual understanding from the apostle. Hallelujah. See, Paul said 
I only taught what I received according to the scriptures. He says that in 1 Corinthians 15. He got it from the scriptures that Jesus was killed, Jesus died, you know, was buried, rose again. But Peter was there. So Peter is a mega apostle. Don't you think so? I think he's a heavy dude. Heavy dude. Heavy, 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 heavy. This is what the heavy person is saying. Amen. This can happen to anybody. This can happen to anybody. There are people who are being affected by these things. And they are also doing similar things. One person gave all their uh, savings. And then feeling bad about it. Their marriage savings. Well, what I would say to anybody is, back up a little and say, I gave it to Jesus. Whatever you did, you did for Jesus. Don't, don't, don't think any other way. Whatever service, whatever gifts, whatever anything, you did because of Jesus. Just back it up, get it in focus, and receive your reward in Jesus' name. Are you out there? Don't be hurt. Don't be work. Let, let not your soul backslide and go down the trash can. No. Amen. We're going forward. Amen. We're going forward. Hallelujah. These are hard times. There can be false prophets, false apostles. All kinds of demonic lying things can come from the pulpit. It's a possibility. So we must learn how to safely navigate through these winds of doctrine all these winds this cunning crafty stuff that's out there on the world wide web and the net and the this and the that and the other if a church a group of people a family can understand the real essence what is the real value what is precious in god's sight did you notice what he mentioned in those things there was nothing else and Faith, virtue, temperance, patience, brotherly love, godliness, brotherly love, and then love. If these things be in you and abound, you will never be unfruitful or barren in the knowledge of God. And then you will never fall, he says. And then an abundant entrance will be given unto you in the eternal kingdom. Wow. I think it's very safe to follow that path, isn't it? I like safety. You like safety? Ah, I like safety. I like safety. This is a safe way. Let's go safely. Huh? Hallelujah. Shall we continue safely? So what do we owe people? We owe them some prayer. Because man, the dog went to his own vomit. The pig washed in his... Wow. The latter condition, worse than the first. It would have been better if they did not know. What? Are you that dangerous, man? That's too much for me. Peter said it. I can't say it. I'm not going to venture and say. Peter put it there by the Spirit of God and said, In these days that are coming, all that will be there. Solpa. Metuke hoki. You know, just go real carefully now. Simply be careful. Be careful. One step at a time, carefully. Try to build on these things because we're going home. We're getting entry into the eternal kingdom. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Glory to God. Shall we worship him for a minute?
Father, we pray and thank you for mercy on your people. Mercy, 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 mercy. Mercy on the church. Mercy on your people, Lord, that we will live for your glory. We will wake up. We will come out. We will not be shackled. We will not be lied to. The body of Christ will not be cheated in this land. We will wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Your leaders will not be cheated. Your rulers will not be cheated. They will come out. They will come out and see the clarity, the clarity of the truth, the true foundation. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We praise you. We worship you. We thank you for ministering to the the souls of your people, that they are restored. The God who restores our soul, the God who restores our soul, restore the good shepherd. He restores my soul. He restores our souls. We receive restoration. We receive restoration right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We receive restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for restoration. Thank you for restoration. Thank you for restoration. We receive right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Faithful God, you will do what you said. We trust you, Lord. We receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I was, you know, I perceive somebody with a uh, uterus situation. A uterus. I don't know if there's a growth inside there. I just saw a uterus. If you are believing God for something in your uterus, something that's happening in your uterus, this will be a nice time to just receive from the mercy of God. Is there anybody like that? In your uterus. Sister, come. Father, I'm acting on what you showed me. In the name of Jesus, we speak total restoration. Every lying thing disappear. We uproot you in the name of Jesus. Command complete restoration in the uterus. Right now, be whole and sound and free. And receive from the mercies of God. Be fruitful. Increase, abundance, and overflow the goodness of God in Jesus' name. Healed and whole and sound. Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father, for doing it. Thank you for your mercy. 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 Thank you for your mercy, Lord. Thank you for your mercy right now. Oh, hallelujah. We receive from your mercy. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. We expect to hear testimonies. Amen. God is faithful. Hallelujah. When God moves on you to pray for somebody, pray for them. Believe. Let's expect. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. I turn it over to Pastor Anouk. Oh, it's time for communion. Yeah. You may be seated, please. Shandaramakasha.